Speaking of balls. I heard they're in our... Wait, are you actually drinking balls still in the year of our Lord 2018? Yes. Okay. How about this? Nothing like balls some cheap balls. Are the, are the Zima of nerd drinks. Bring on the cheese. Bring on the cheese. Don't forget to catch up. Don't forget to catch up. Bring on the bees. Bring on the bees. And the liquid mustard. And the liquid mustard. Burgers, 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 burgers. You are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a Final Fantasy XIII series game club podcast. This is episode four, covering the third day of Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. 007 Jet. Michael May. Thanks for that, Fletcher. You're welcome. Uh, so yesterday we fucked around in the Wildlands, we got a Chocobo, we got a Chocobo running around, um, today we're heading into Yuznan, uh, we start the day off in the Ark, and we go to try to talk to Hope, Hope has nothing to say, thanks Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to have Hope jobs and cash, and now we have... Mm, none of those things? Wow, that joke was so bad it got silence, huh? <laughs> I mean, like, there really isn't a good follow-up to that. I mean, like, I, and also, that joke is a little stale at this point. I understand that joke. Uh, the long version of that joke is, ten years ago we had Bob Hope, Johnny Cash, and Steve Jobs, and now we have no hope, no cash, and no jobs. Great. Yep, that's the joke. Yeah. All I'll say is that pause wasn't even pregnant. It was just this sucking void of humor. I didn't expect it to bomb that hard. I expected a groan at most. Look, yeah. I knew better and didn't even read the dumb joke that I wrote. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you stepped in to take that bullet for me. <laughs> this is apparently going to be the episode of Fletcher sucks all the life out of the room. So let's just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. So what happens at use none? Tell me about it, Matt. All right. So. You take the train to Yuznan, which is, if you recall, the city of revelry that is run by Snow, the patron. And you head up there and everything's very festive. There's lots of, uh, you know, chocobo girls around, at least during the evening parts of the day. We should say these are non-chocolino chocobo girls. These are non, yeah, they're all yellow. Um, They're just women in chocobo costumes. I want that hat, though. That hat is pretty good. It's like the yellow yeah, so, fuzzy artist beret. Uh huh. I know a guy who could make you one. No, I don't uh, want it. it. No, I'm not going to wear that. I'm already going bald. It'll pull out all the rest of my hair. I would 100% wear a Chocolina outfit. I bet in the game. <laughs> I believe you. I'm so okay, it's okay. More common cosplay. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Okay, so Chocolina is a bird lady. And yes. so all these women are dressing as a bird lady. Like, that's a pretty involved, like... Oh, it's like so Chocolina Blackface? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> no, that wasn't That wasn't <laughs> quite where I was going. Everyone has had 500 years to figure out their cosplay for the end of the world. If you haven't figured out your fursona by the last 13 days of time, you fucked up. <laughs> look, look, I'm just saying, like, go for something original, you know? Just don't copy everybody else. Fletcher, what's that joke? Is it, it's not a spirit animal, it's a fursona? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> if you're white, it's a fursona. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, you're running around the area. There isn't really... There's a lot to see uh, and a bunch of things to interact with. Most of that is side quest related. Like there's a little bazaar on the right side we mentioned probably last episode with little food shops and whatnot. And uh, you'll run into uh, a few different types of monster groups here. Mostly uh, a soldier with two flaneters is the most common thing you'll run into, at least in this first area. And you kill them in five seconds. It's super, super easy fights. Um, Dude, you have your reverse sword. You use Blitz twice, and you kill both of the Flanaders. You just wait for them to do the thing before you hit the button, and then they're instantly dead. Mm-hmm. And then you just heavy slash the soldier twice, and he's done. It's, like, literally three seconds. Yeah, it's, again, one of those weird, like, difficulty balance things where, like, the regular, like, enemies are super easy, and then you occasionally just run to something that'll wreck your shit if you're not careful or if you're you can low, also low level the soldiers for hp once you stagger if you can somehow stagger him without killing him he'll just kill you repeatedly really <laughs> i didn't realize that's really cool so he's like begging for his life by healing you no he's like confused and then all that means is he just throws potions at you repeatedly <laughs> uh i okay so that, that's still be, handy to use that's kind of that has to be an easter egg because who's going to be able to do that I mean, like, day one, right out the bat, you probably could, but okay. now you just straight up murder him once you have, like, any stat points at all. Yeah, no, I got oh, some thoughts. Oh, you don't keep around uh, stagger gear that's just terrible at doing anything but a couple hits? No, I got a um, beat down for that. Gotcha. Yeah, so, I don't know, like, there's, I got some more thoughts on whether or not, like, how the, how Square designed these areas to, like, sort of incentivize playing them in a certain order like i have i got a sense that usnan was supposed to be like pretty early like one of the first ones you do uh and i think usnan and luxarian are what most people would recommend you do first Mm -hmm. it's not even like a numbers thing because usnan can get numerically hard these guys are trash they're always going to be trash but the other enemies can be numerically hard it's not even it's not that like Dead Dunes of the Wildlands are harder. They're more mm. complex. Yeah. No, I mean, my thought was like going all the way to the, you know, to the final boss of the area I found was the, the easiest time out of the ones I've done so far. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so the main quest, part one, well, two, quest two dash one is uh, the great break in. And essentially, we're trying to get back into the palace where we were during the first part of the game the little tutorial section and in order to do that you need to talk to a handful of npcs um first you hit up the guy known as the knowledgeable tourist and he'll tell you that there's a way to get into the reverie through a secret passage in the back but you need a special ticket and you need to be in the right place at the right time in order to do it and it, there's these tour guides. Like I thought, there was just one of these guys, but I've seen at least two or three. I have like five tour guides, but you're looking for the specific one, right? No, but I mean, like this guy, like you'll know when you see him because he's he's got this. Uh, well, Fletch, do you want to describe what he looks like? This dude is every one man band you ever saw in college or on a subway, mm-hmm. complete with horns, drum, harmonica, kazoo. And he is just marked as a tour guide, and he is playing, at different times, various classic Final Fantasy themes. I think he's doing a weird kazoo cover of Big Bridge this early. 
<laughs> yeah, no, and it's funny because also he's garishly neon. Like everything is like pastel or neon. It's and he has super... those good. He has those the pink version of those glasses that uh, farmer <laughs> lady's dead dad's friend was wearing. Yep, yep, like the bright fuchsia or whatever. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, but I've seen another model of him elsewhere in the city. But he's I think he's the only one labeled a tour guy that you could talk to. Yeah, what were you going to say, Michael? The when the you go to the knowledgeable tourist and then you have to get the ticket from the one man band tour guide, he just says you can't miss him. Something like that. I was like that's not very helpful. You turn a corner and there is a straight up one man band who has spawned out of nowhere. And it's, oh. I guess that must be the guy I can't miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he stands out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he's the the most obvious, like, talk to him character other than uh, the Chocolinas. Which, by the way, should we should we talk <laughs> about, like, Gregory? the... <laughs> Gregory. Oh, I have a note about Gregory. We will talk about Gregory. I'm very excited <laughs> about Gregory. <laughs> um, but we, we also, yeah, so you talk to him. And you have to pay 2,000 gil to buy a ticket. And he says there's a section um, in the back, sort of a back way. You have to be there at 6 p.m. sharp to be let in. But you need the ticket to get there. So you buy the ticket and you're basically free until 1800 to uh, continue the quest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are underselling this. (laughs) You need to buy, and this is the real name of a quest item, the (laughs) sneaking in special ticket. Uh-huh. It's very subtle. I, would, I thought that this was going to be a fake thing. Nope. The first time I saw it. It's legitimately the sneaking in special ticket. The back area is on your map labeled the industrial area. There's a sign in front that says, warning, this is the industrial area. It's full of deadly chaos monsters. Please don't go past here. And then this stair is just littered with like dozens of people. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole corpse warehouse inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's some good skeletons. Some skeletons that have definitely given up. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Yeah. unfortunately. So, Uh, by the way, you want to 100% watch the clock on that six o'clock thing, because otherwise (laughs) you just chewed up a whole day. Yeah, I'm not complaining about this. (laughs) 1801 it is. Tomorrow's quest. Yeah. Oh, is it that tight? I got there at... 1814, and he's like, nope, come back later. I'm like, fuck, yeah. the yeah. only save I have where I can possibly make it is two hours of my life back in the past. My first mm-hmm. time I did this, I fast-forwarded to 1800, which you should not do, but I did that, and I waited around just a few seconds too long, and it took over to 1800. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Wow! Wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I... I did the, the fast-forward thing, but I only fast-forwarded like 40 minutes, so it wasn't really that long. Just for the listeners, letting the game fast-forward your clock more than like 30 minutes is a colossal waste. Yeah, there don't do it. literally something you could be doing at any time, anywhere else but here. Yeah, even if it's just running around killing the monsters, you're at least knocking down that counter. Well, you're, well, that does, that does, well, yeah, you're, I guess you're working on side quests getting drops that way. Yeah, the, uh, in some cases, yeah. The guy you give the ticket to is named Suspicious Gatekeeper, which, again, reinforced my idea that this is a fake ticket and that there's mm-hmm. something going on here. But no, in fact, Suspicious Gatekeeper is very, like, transparent with you about exactly what is going on. Well, 
Is this where I use the sneaky in ticket? You're smart, but not smart enough to also read the time at six o'clock. I love that line. (laughs) That's very funny. Fuck you. (laughs) And for, like, the entrance to an industrial district that is dangerous and chaos-infused, there are a lot of people here waiting to go on this special. Yeah, Yeah. also, fuck you. I'm the savior. I could literally soul-jack you right now if I wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm. Isn't his name Biggs later? Like, it's revealed to be Biggs? Yep. Yeah. So, another long-running Final Fantasy joke. Is that a reveal? They gave the name of a bad character to another bad character. Fucking, the crowd goes wild. It's just, it's it's a recurring gag. It's like Gilgamesh, Thank you, but Fletch. less interesting. I hope I hope that comes to the recording. It's going to. <laughs> uh. Um. So this area, I actually quite like this area because it's so not an open world it's just like straightforward designed actual like level design going on here uh platforming uh jump up ladders etc the enemies here are all pretty nothing they Mm -hmm. don't restore that much ep either uh but you can get a chest here with an item that i have never even looked at in the menu called the fencer's fury they're very good are they so Tell me what they do, and then I'll tell you why they're good. Uh, so, if, if you use a physical attack on the schemata equipped with the fencer's earrings, it gives you two ATB to your standby schemata, but it takes away literally all of your magic resistance. Right. So, what you would use this for is in situations where you have an enemy like uh, the Gurganach or the Reaver, where you have to stagger them. Uh, this is better for the Gurganach than the Reaver, because the Reaver has that weird other stagger condition. And you get into a situation where you've done X amount of stagger, but you can only stagger them on the final hit of a combo. So you need a bunch of ATB back. So you would put this on a third garb with a skill like Punch or Light Slash uh, that you can just spam like 20 times on an ATB bar and then refill those other ones so you can keep going in on the stagger. Because Punt will... Punt will barely do enough maintenance that you don't lose ground, but you can do it a lot. Mm-hmm. That's really all that skill is good for. <laughs> but there are so many good accessories in this game that yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot there's a lot of weird shit. I think I would mm-hmm. I think I would probably use this more if I was on hard mode, and uh, or I had a better version of it, as Fletch is about to tell us about. Fletch, tell me about how every. So let's talk about how what you just heard was the last of Chris's audio before his microphone cable broke. Now, it managed to repair itself enough that we got him back on Discord, but his recording software, we did not realize until we were done, did not pick up that it restored itself. And so as a result, the rest of this audio is going to be fill-in, with me doing the editing on this week, and now you know why there was a different opening up top. The problem is, I'm also on this track talking, so I can't just say, hey, I'm going to do Chris's voice for the rest of the time. Therefore, I apologize in advance, but I don't because I have to make up an hour and change of audio, because to distinguish myself from myself... Chris is going to sound like Ray Romano the entire time whenever he has to talk. Debra! So, 
What this uh, is the first thing that we can really cover is that accessories especially, and I think a couple other pieces of gear, but that's a whole different thing, all have three levels to them. Specifically, uh, especially with headgear, you get one of them, some of them will level up depending on when in the game you get them, like you might get the second or third form. But otherwise, how this works is you can upgrade them twice, and on a new game plus, or if you find a second one, it will just automatically upgrade the thing in your inventory and replace the old one. Hmm. To give an example of how this works here, you know, he just mentioned, alright, restores 2AB every time you do a physical attack, but minus 100% magic resist. Alright, the fencer's earrings plus drop the magic resist by 75. Duelist's earrings, the best one? Only 50% drop. So, you now have much less risk, although it's still a trade-off, because all of these still remain a trade-off. Mm -hmm. But you have much cooler reward. But, like, let's say I'm just playing the game, and I, I see this chest, like, should I just say, I'm just going to ignore this chest, because if I get it on day 9, it's going to be a better item? Or is, is that a... Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing, I don't know. Like, right now, I... I I have not touched my uh, my accessories almost at all since I first set them up, which is mostly this thing boosts magic by X percent. This one boosts strength by X percent. This one reduces damage, like physical or magical damage by X percent. That's pretty much all I'm using because nothing well, else is really that. That's the thing. There are going to be, if you don't want to do min-maxing, just straight accessories, which are just a boost, usually percentage-based. Right, right. But if you really want to start making laser-targeted schemata for certain bosses or certain effects, these are the things you will have to begin meddling in. Gotcha. So this is for, like, super bosses and New Game Plus stuff. There are straight-up some schemata that are just better than others, though, because there are two schemata you can use with the right accessories that just make you immune to physical and to magic damage. So I don't know why you would ever not use those two schematas once they become available. So if you, ha if you have, like, one... Like, for example, I have, like, the DLC Yuna uh, thing. She can re increase stagger really fast and do a lot of damage. So I can just have her do all that, debuff with the other two schemata, and cycle through. And there are plenty of base game schemata that can do the same thing, more or less. Mm -hmm. That's how I got through all of the, like, endgame big baddie bosses. I, I looked up the one boss, the one super boss in Dead Dunes, and I saw that there are time limits, like strict time limits of like, you have to do a certain amount of stagger or damage within like three minute windows. And I could imagine a scenario where if the stats are stats are bad enough that you wouldn't be able to get it within the time limit, but maybe not depends on, I guess, what your base stats are. What are you talking about? There's no time limit on the guy in the dungeon. Ooh. Oh, no, well, he's talking about no, the no. Dead Dunes, like, Aronite. super boss. The, I think it's uh, the Aeronite. For some, yeah. The dragon. Yeah, you find a guy in in the dungeon. Wait, no, I forget exactly where you find him, but he says, like, oh, I want you to kill. Yeah, I, I want you to kill this uh, this mythical creature. Please give me some of his flesh. Which, you know. Why? When are you not going to give a guy a piece of monster flesh? Right? Like, that's just what you do. It's true. A little bit. How else are people going to dress up as their behemoth Sona? So, anyway, you need to keep going through this back area. There's a little bit of platforming up and down. 
One thing you want to watch out for is a bronze pocket watch, but thankfully they lead you to it by putting it on a very blatant path that's halfway through. You have to go around it, otherwise you're going to know it's there. For what it's worth, uh, I will also point out that since it was called out, there's a lot of interesting designs in some of the areas in this game. Stuff like this back path is designed so you should be able to see all the treasure. They don't want you to have to try and repeat areas you can only get into after 6 p.m. or whatever. And so if you're ever in a linear corridor, just keep your eyes open while you're walking. Uh, there may be one or two treasures that are just out of reach or platform too, but otherwise, pretty straightforward. Dungeons are their own specific thing, which are where you will do a lot of exploring and backtracking and moving around. It's yeah, huge. They, they are very big. This is as close as the game comes, or at least in the beginning, to like a straight-up set piece until you get to the dungeon in the Wildlands and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. it's very weird that this is the form set pieces taken this game. But finally, you get to the end, and there's a merchant, and fucking Lumina is waiting for you for a cutscene. You know you, you have to. like Lumina? She's the best. I'm not even going to do a voice here. There is actually two minutes of near silence from the rest of us as Chris ranted about Lumina that's lost. I'm not redoing that. Yeah, it's funny, too, because she shows up, people know who she is, and then she just summons, has a habit of summoning monsters just to fuck shit up, and nobody really goes, yeah, you know, she kind of probably killed lots of people. But anyway, we get into a fight with a Cyclops, uh, this big red, he's got a big club, and basically what you want to do what you really want to do is perfect guard that club, any club attack, and he'll instantly stagger. And there's really not much else to do with him. Yeah. yeah. He will hit like a truck if you do not have any kind of physical defense. He is brute force, and he's your stock berserker monster. Halfway through the fight, when you get him to 50% HP, he doubles his damage and halves his defense. Yeah, and I think you can slow him. You can. He's vulnerable to all sorts of status ailments. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can keep a continuous poison, if you have that skill at this point, it will just chew him up without any issue, and you can focus on dodging. Or, again, uh, perfect guarding a club smash, which is pretty slow, will allow you an instant break and just let you take advantage of that. Yeah. I don't know how you'd even do any debuffs at this point. I barely have a lot of abilities... I don't know if I have a full setup. What are the debuffs in this game, anyway? Okay, so here are the ailment abilities in Lightning Returns. Debrave, Defaith, Deprotect, Deshell, Imperil, Slow, Poison, Curse, and Dispel. That's it. Oh. There is also Disaster, which just hits everyone with a full five at once, but costs all your ATB. Worth it. That seems worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, if you, like, open with that with, like, 100% ATB uh, garb and then just switch off, like, that should be fine. It is dropped by Arrow Knight, so, you know, you're not going to upgrade that one much. Ugh. True. Um, this this boss is going to come back real quickly to just be a straight-up enemy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, very quickly. Like yeah, no, I fought this... Hour. I, I fought this guy uh, in chaos, because you're... There's chaos everywhere, so I fought him in a chaos thing, and I'm like, oh, I just beat this guy, he's fine. And then he, like, I, I missed a, a block and got, like, wrecked real hard. After this fight, uh, I don't even know how this works, because the Cyclops has been smashing the ground this entire battle. But Lumina makes him, like, a super Cyclops with her magic, and then he smashes the ground, and now 
you fall into like the this warehouse area uh which is not great uh, it's just trash everywhere and you fight a lot of monsters with a really high encounter rate that give you nothing this area is again long corridor begin here go to other side along the way uh you need to get an id card which is just a shining pile of bone uh, mm -hmm. And then you get another accessory called the Sight Circlet, uh, which, again, I never used, but apparently you all think it's a min-max accessory? Oh, god damn it, Fletch. Fletch wrote this line. Uh, the Circlet is like the combo minus accessory in Kingdom Hearts, and that it makes your combo end one faster so you get to the finisher. The only downside is that this lowers your ATP bar so it doesn't respawn as fast. That's exactly why that's a good min-max thing, because you're hitting less for stagger, but if you have this equipped, you're hitting with finishers more often. The finishers take forever. Yeah, there's multiple things that speed up uh, finishers. Oh, really? This is the area where the death game is, right? Yeah. It took me like four or five tries at the death game to realize that I had been to that area before, and this is it. You can fail that quest. Oh, I guess, is there a timer on that? That quest? Yeah. No, but you should not finish the death game because it's the best way to farm EP. Oh. But that's oh, a, it's a, uh, it's a side quest, yeah. Isn't it that, like, I, I thought it was just the best way to try to kill a lot of niblets, or, yeah, it's niblets? niblets? Oh, no, it's permanent chaos. So you always get the bonus EP from chaos. It's super OP. Okay. Interesting. And it's retryable. Yeah, you just have to fail it and retry it. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I haven't tried that yet, but maybe I'll try it next round. Yeah, one of the enemies in the death game cannot be driven to extinction, too. So, yeah, I don't even remember what it is. I just know that at one point I was just fighting some dumb enemy. Anyway, <laughs> so after we get that uh, ID card... You can use this ID card to get uh, deeper into the uh, areas in Yuznan. So you, this uh, conveniently circles back around to a to the Augur's quarters, and you can get in there now with the ID card. And this is where you are going to see, like, it's quite a spectacle. This particular area, even compared to the other areas of the city, because there's a big giant fuck off like angel statue in the middle. I think that's the statue. Uh, lightning lands on in the opening cutscene, if I recall. No, it's not. That was the clock tower, remember? Uh, clock tower? Yes. Yeah, okay, maybe not. But anyway, people are, uh, like, bustling all over the place, and, uh, she has a conversation with, um, with Hope. Like, Hope's readings of chaos are, like, going crazy, and he's saying it's either a new chaos infusion or snow has become a seeth. And so it's adding a lot of urgency to, uh, finishing the main quest here and lightning just says she's not giving up and asks hope to come up with a new plan to get into the palace originally the plan was to sneak in with the supplies for the feast and that just got shut down because of this uh you know part of the city that just collapsed <laughs> everyone's on high alert so you're gonna have to sneak in another way and uh how are we gonna do that why, in one of the stupidest and best things that happens in this game yes uh -huh. hope's new plan is there's a statue there. Knock it over with fireworks so you can just walk over it like a bridge. 
There yep. are so many other ways to get into this palace. There have to be. What about on top of a building next to the palace? Can we just jump into the palace? They they said they like talk about that. Like Hope says you can't tunnel underneath and there's too many guards watching to go over the top. You kill guards all the time in this game. I know it's Yep, yeah, they want you to be a nice paladin. By knocking over something and exploding a bunch of fireworks that could hurt people? No, it's cool. If anyone walks near the giant pile of fireworks, they know what they're going to lose in New Orleans. Crisis actors. No, no. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, good lord. Final Fantasy VII. Crisis actors. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. So that Sector Seven was an inside job? This is the part of the show where we do travelogues, travelogues. Yes, I'm sure he originally saying that. No, I don't know that I can disprove or prove that, but you know what? I'm the one fixing the fuck up. I get to sing in his not voice if I want to. So there. Yeah, so like day three, I started off uh, like I I haven't been really like following the, the structure of the show in the same way. I've just been kind of going where where my nose takes me. So like I spent the early part of the day like I tried. This is where I tried to get to Caius, you know. And uh, decided to bail on that. And I went to Yuznan at, like, I want to say the end of day two for a little bit. And then hung out during the rest of the day. And so, like, I picked up a few side quests while I was here. Oh, we didn't mention that there's a um, there's an arena here where you can uh, fight monsters. But that, that gets more important later on. It does have the best music in the game, though. Which is... The hummed victory theme. That is very good. Yeah, that's very funny. It's really um, funny. The first time I heard it, I straight up laughed. It's really great. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. I showed up here. I did the uh, the chef side quest we talked about last episode, where you're you know tasting all these foods and you're you're trying to get this guy and his son back together. I also picked up uh, Olga's quest, uh, which is uh, you, you run into this uh, singer and she's struggling because uh, her songwriter has I think he like fucked off somewhere, like he he ran away. Uh, his name is Birdie, which is terrible (laughs) a terrible name uh so you find him and he says oh i had this song i wrote for her but i lost it you know some monsters got to it and i'm so ashamed i can't go back to her so you have to go down where you sneak into the uh you know the secret sneak in way and fight i believe you have to fight a bunch of goblins like it's a super easy fight but there's like six of them yeah so you pick up the the notes you bring it back to birdie Birdie brings it back to Olga, and then Olga sings the one of the theme songs to the last game. Yeah, I did that quest, but I, I didn't finish it until day four, but I started it now. And I, I had I actually missed the... Uh, I got the ticket too late to do the quest the first time I got it, so I had to come back the next day. And I started the... Uh, there's a quest here called Free Will, which is... It, it's a weird one, because you show up, you see these two guys in robes, one of them sitting behind a crystal ball and you talk to them and he's like, oh, I have I can foresee things. You know, I can, you know, I cast a spell on you and you can do you'll do the things I say. 
Uh, and he said, you're going to come back tomorrow at noon and you will prove whether or not free will exists or, or something like that. And I thought I failed this quest because I didn't get back here until uh, like 1.30 p.m. But apparently the window is very wide. Yep. Uh, the time window to, to continue this quest. 6 a.m. to 1759. I, w- yeah. I can't tell you guys. I was so pissed that I like mistimed my my run and thought I had failed this quest. Like I was super This is how you can tell that I'm not doing the editing on this show by the way because there was no rush drop during this discussion. Fuck you, past self. I proved you wrong, didn't I? <laughs> oh, huh. Yeah. Yep. I see what you did there. But anyway, so you do that part and the guy says, "Okay, all right. Go get some desert roses." Uh which is uh or not desert roses, desert Flames. Desert Flames. Desert Rose is a different item. And there are a few people you can grab these from. And I, I kind of like this quest, this part of the quest, because there's multiple ways to do it. And like if you're earlier in the main quest side, you can pay a little bit of extra money up front to solve this because there's people that sell it. I feel like there's four of them in the game and you need four of them. Three for this quest and then one for another quest, right? Um, Let me actually check. I'm not sure. A guy will buy one off of you. Maybe it's not a quest, but I think a guy will buy one off of you. Maybe it's like later in the day cycle. And then you need three for this one. So I think you have to get every desert flame in the game. I think there's there's one person who will give you... I think will... Like, I don't think you have to pay for it. There's a... I bought it from a merchant up by the uh, station, but apparently there's also... I think there's somebody over by... Uh, by the arena that has them too but i could be misremembering but either way like i like that there's multiple solutions and if like i know the person who will get it to you for free is over in the augers quarters so if you haven't unlocked that yet you could solve it early but you got to pay a little bit and to be honest money isn't really much of a problem for me in this game so it's like okay i'll, I'll spend six grand on it and, and hope chides you for it actually he's like uh, are you sure you're not under a spell? Because you just paid a lot of money for those. Yeah, there may only be a certain amount of desert flames because they're not listed under the uh, key items or other items section. Interesting. Well, anyway, like once you return those back to the uh, to the creepy dudes, he's li- they're like, okay, now what you really got to do is kill the uh, the final version of the niblet, the Omega niblet, the last one. And uh, that'll take you some times, but I think nothing else is timed, but you can fail that first section of the quest if you don't go back the next day. I spent actually the rest of the, the rest of day three uh, beating dead dunes between 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. I, w- I won't talk about what I did there, but like I beat that final boss in that area at 5.59 a.m. Nice. Yeah, so nice. it's perfect. So, at this point, there is no chance of me recreating Chris's entire travelogue and the conversation around it. And I also notice at this point, Matt's track, uh, guest Matt, not our usual Matt, is starting to have echoes of a very distorted Chris on it. So, I'm going to try and clean this up as best I can, but in the meantime, I'm going to read off Chris's own notes from our document and just tell you what his travelogue was without the color commentary. Since I'm playing catch-up from last episode, I had to the Arya's Climb Village first, as I think I have all the items for Chef and I know about the sheep quest. That typo was him, not me. 
Turns out all I needed for riding was the milk from sheep catching. Got it done at like 6.15am. Extincted mini flans. Got my chocobo up to running speed, did some shopping in Luxarian and Yuznan, and was ready to get the day going and hit the plot at 11am. Got to ready for the tour by like 11.30 and started questing. Did the quest with Pickett, which has some really good writing that explains why Lightning lost her sister, they were orphaned, and she boosts Pickett by saying they're similar, but he didn't have family like Sarah, but he made it all on his own. She then gets Gregory and gets him to stop infantilizing Pickett. Did all the use non-canvas of prayers. Olga quest. Bounced out around 2pm with 5 EP, with the plan to hit up the dead dunes for the teleport point to save time the next day, and do some shopping. Made it all the way to Ruffian by 5.25, then ported back and headed to the gate for the plot. Did the quest stuff, then bounced to Luxarian. I got the number by the south gate and the one in the Warrens. I also beat Zolmek, the big dragon. Went to the Wildlands, got my chocobo up to Hovering, found the Moogle Village, and just knocked out a bunch of side quests. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, part of me wishes that, like, as much as this game is, like... The the dress up aspect is kind of a big thing, at least visually. Like I, I don't see myself changing garbs for anything other than mechanical reasons. So like I kinda wish it I kinda wish it gave you the option to like say, hey, keep these stats but make it look like this one, but I think that would just end up like being very confusing. Like a cosmetic option, yeah. 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 The yeah. correct set of garbs, by the way, is whatever makes you look most ludicrous in cutscenes, which is why, depending on what I have equipped I am either filthy because of the Tomb Raider outfit or Fursona Lightning, which you will see later in the document. Just hot <laughs> pink everything? Uh, yeah. Oh, you'll no, see. I, I mean, like, the oh. pictures I see here of, like, Lightning talking to Gregory, she's wearing, like, butterfly wings and, like, a hot pink, like, oh, God, I forget which suit that is, but it's, like, one of the really skimpy ones. It's like, really, guys? Like, every time, <laughs> every time it's one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I also started my day in the Wildlands, uh, just getting all the collectibles that respawn every day because I don't know exactly where they are, and I want to get all of them because you need them for, like, canvas of prayers and random quests. Uh, I also extinguished, extincted the mini flan today. Oh, no, I was just saying, I haven't, ex- I, I haven't extincted anything so far. I don't know how. Because I don't, I don't fight every single <laughs> thing I see, that's probably why. I, I do a lot of running. Plus, there's also a side quest for killing all the things, and it's really a pain to do all in one go. So you might as well just get it started all the way through. Yeah, yeah. I just and like... I'm just on New Game Plus, so you know, murder. Hmm. But yeah, I'm on New Game Plus too. Um, but I whipped it up to hard mode for my New Game Plus run. I went to Usnan before 11 to get the play it for me quest which is like really finicky timing it only is available to start before 11 of the day and then i ran back to the station got two of the quest items for it there's this kid he likes music uh but he doesn't have his music for some reason and he gives you a key to get his music out of treasure spheres i went to luxarium for a little while and then i returned to Usnan to do all of the side quests that you can do at this point in the game. Um, again, that family food one is like ludically pretty boring. The writing is pretty okay. Um, the one with Pickett and Gregory is pretty. The writing's pretty good. Gregory has the hat, which 
makes it the best side quest in the game. Um, then there is a side quest called Death Safari that you get from Suspicious Gatekeeper slash Pigs, which is literally just kill 30 niblets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. It's real boring. But then you get access to the death game from uh, Wedge. Ha 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 ha. Uh, who is right next to it. It's by the egress gate that you got out of the warehouse district. Or next to where you got out of the warehouse district. Uh, it's where you fell into. And the death game is a quest you should not finish until the very end of the game because it is great for farming EP. Uh, like I said, it is constant chaos infusion, so you can get the additional EP from fighting chaos monsters and Every hour, it will spawn new chaos seeds if you're trying to get the uh, like achievement or trophy to get the elixir from the people who buy chaos. Yeah, there's a um, a trophy to get an elixir. The only way I know of that you can get an elixir now that the outer world's trading is down is to trade 100 chaos seeds to the same chaos seed buyer. Why? Yeah. It's I have like four achievements left on Steam for this game, and that is one of them because I just don't have the patience. But that's how you do it. You go, you farm your EP, get all the chaos seeds, wait an hour, come back, do it again. Blah blah that, blah blah blah. Blah. Uh it's pretty pretty meh, but like a place to farm EP. Then I also did free will, which we talked about. Um and then these other ones. I did the one with Olga called Songless Diva. Um, you're probably talking talk about the uh, Velna potions one next time you return to Yusnan. Mm-hmm. And the last uh, side quest I want to mention is called you're Adoring welcome. Adornments, where you literally help a woman make her persona cosplay, which is great. <laughs> yeah, and. It's actually surprisingly a low bar to to complete because when I first saw her, I got to the first level. You, you keep going back to her, and then she keeps adding stuff to her outfit. And I I finished this by like I went to a couple of shops, bought them out of their sunglasses or whatever, went back and finished it. It's super super quick. I've literally never equipped one of those. Same. They all. Hmm. I, I don't like them. Yeah. Mostly. Oh, or I know tail. that now, because I'm going to cosplay as Gregory. Yeah, no, I remember, like, I would go through my adornments every now and then and be like, oh, let me put something on uh, on on her head that looks, like, that's kind of cool, and it's like, all oh, of it's really goofy. I'm like, eh, I'm not feeling this. Like, what's with what's with these Afro chicks? I mean, there's an achievement for recoloring gear. Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, what's with these Afro chicks? Oh, I forgot about that. They're they're chocobo like, chicks with afros. Why? There's a quest where you have to like go pick them up or something that gets triggered later. Uh, it's it's really random. Anyway, they're really cute. They are cute. <laughs> I just scrolled down and saw this. <laughs> so I continued my uh, trend of putting art book stuff in the notes for only the host to see, which is why everyone just scrolled down to see lightning as a sultry cat girl. This was in so much of the advertising, though. Like, this is actual art. Looks like she's like a German woman at a restaurant giving me like beer at a beer garden. 
Yeah, this is yeah, this, this is, is very Ren Fair, other than the tail and ears. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a furry Ren Fair, but like even sexier. I I very much have Ren Fair garb, so I'm not gonna say shit. <laughs> is this in the game? Yes. This is in the game. This is an actual costume you can get. Huh. This yeah. is the art that leads off the, I think, secrets chapter in the book. Oh, of course. That's not even the skimpiest outfit, too. When I said I had one of these for every day of notes, I meant it. Here at the end of day three, we go back to the Ark. I know, I, I know. I realized that like ten minutes ago. So we get to the Ark, and there's a scene wherein Sarah appears and tells us it won't be long now. She disappears and Lightning says it was a mirage. Bonneville's is ploy to remind us what's at stake, but she felt nothing. So does anyone have any closing thoughts on the generalities of today? Uh, I enjoy the fact that I got to play Fashion for a Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yusnan's my favorite area of the game, so I was really glad that I I got to join you guys for this one. Yeah, having been to um, all, all of the major areas so far, like this one, I they clearly put, I think, the most care into besides Luxarian. Here's the description I would use. Luxarian feels like something you'd get in an Assassin's Creed game. Very carefully modeled, not a lot of character. Used on as a Saints Row open world. <laughs> this, yeah. this area has color in a way that like Houston, uh, that Luxarian does not. Luxarian yeah. is all like black and white and gray. This area has like lots of pops of reds and greens and stuff, which I really like. For those wondering, the other two open areas would be Dead Dunes is FF12 and Wildlands is Witcher 3. I gotta say, though, Yuznan, um, Yuznan has the best music of all the areas, too. I think it's got, like, the most variety to it, and that there's a lot of it compared to, like, Dead Dunes. or It's just, like, the most interesting one, and it has the least amount of reuse from other games in the series. It at least remixes the songs it reuses. More like that, that vocal theme of like the victory, the vocal interpretation of the victory theme. Real, real. Kazoo Big Bridge. Yep. Also, uh, I, I think like the one that I recalled, like that actually was like, oh, yeah, that's from uh, 13 2 was uh, Worlds Collide. Uh, one of the boss themes uh, plays when you fight like one of the bigger guys, I think at night. It's plug time. Guest Matt, go. Support your local Urban Debate League. Helps over tens of 10,000 students in America uh, get access to speech and debate. They always need money or volunteers or even like food to feed students at tournaments. Please help them. Thank you. That's a plug. Armat, go. Uh, I, I have uh, nothing new besides uh, Boku No Stop. And what's also fantastic is the amazing sex toys you can find at badbehemoth.com. <laughs> Use promo code LST if you want to get yourself a lightning pocket pussy, or just go wild with the Chocolina special. It's even got the wings, Golks. They ship to China? And that's that. Everything after this episode will be completely normal, and you will return to Matt's editing with the next episode. But in the meantime, this is Fletcher... I apologize again for circumstances beyond our control. Had we not had a guest, we would have redone this episode, but we did not want to inconvenience someone and throw off the schedule of everyone else in the recordings. Therefore, you got this, and again, I would feel sorry if it weren't for the fact that I was the only one masochistic enough to pull this shit. Have a good one, folks.
This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.